Hey everybody, welcome back to the Black Belt or Bust. I'm Misty. I'm Keely. Wait, did you say <laughs> the Black Belt or Bust? No, I said Black Belt or Bust. It sounded like you said the uh, Black Belt. I did a uh, first. We're um, already screwed up, man. Screwed yeah. Up. So. <laughs> um. So we'll do like a catch-up episode so people can hear hear us catch up with everything that's been going on since I think the last episode re- released was what, October? No, it should have been like November 17th. Something. Okay. Maybe All it right. was October. Shit. It has been a I'm while. Really bad at my job, guys. We'll catch everybody up, but we wanted to do a grievances episode and didn't get a chance to do it over Christmas. Um, because of a lot of technical errors, uh, my phone broke and I had to get a new phone and then David's phone messed up and we had to deal with that, um, all in different time zones. So it didn't work out to do the grievances episode over Christmas. So we're going to do a new year's grievances episode. So, so I can only see you, but I feel like this entire time David is just shaking his head. Wait, and then really quick, did you see that Bob Saget just died? I did. I was like, oh, because I just remember watching Full House all the time. Yeah. Yeah, but he's number three. Who is number two? I know Betty White, which was. Betty White, Sydney oh. Rodier, And, and then John Madden died too? Oh, yeah. And, and John Madden so actually, we got it with Ed War. Yeah. So it was crazy. But it was coming through. I guess it kicks off. It's a good way to kick off uh, our grievances. <laughs> no, oh, it's already fucked 2022. The death of like TV icons. Okay. One of the grievances before we get into the jujitsu grievances is if I hear the Taylor Swift song, I'm feeling 22, where everybody's changed it, where it's like, I'm feeling 20, 22, I'm going to yeah. lose my fucking mind. <laughs> I have no idea what the hell you're actually talking about. Dude, it's the Taylor Swift song where it's like, I'm feeling 22. And no, no, people no, no, keep no, no, no. Play, like playing I'm, it for the year. Keely, I'm not basic, so I have no idea about what the hell I'm this song crazy. actually is. Yeah. Well, I am It'll, basic, David. I know. <laughs> It'll just, yes, do they still have Christmas drinks at Starbucks? I need to know. <laughs> yes. He goes to Starbucks a lot more than I do. Yes, they do. I, I've been going a lot. It's pretty bad. <laughs> um we had the christmas party last night and we did the the white elephant thing and there was like four starbucks gift cards like ah! right in there and i got all my stolen damn it yeah you had all your, oh, all your gifts were stolen there was a 25 dollars visa gift card and uh trey got it and then i just stole it from trey and then hit it under my leg so nobody could see what i had so they just yeah. forgot for me so I got my $25 Visa gift card. I wanted David to have a Starbucks card because I buy him Starbucks. It'll be frequent again, but which yeah. I'm happy to do. I Starbucks way too much. So they have, okay, our big like grocery stores are like King Supers and Safeway and they have Starbucks in them. So every time I go grocery shopping, I start with a coffee. <laughs> yeah, I don't it's think we really have- bad. I don't think we have any uh, grocery stores here that have Starbucks in them. I know they do, Eagle. like, out west. 
Ingles does. Oh, do oh, that's right. That's right. But I so here's the thing. Oh, Anytime I went so. to Ingles, I only was go like I only would go to Ingles for like one or two things. So I would never get a coffee there. Exactly. But for some reason at Safeway and King Supers, especially King Supers, because they're like indoor Starbucks is really bougie. I have to go to get a coffee and a cheese Danish. At least I got her on the cheese Danish kick. Though. Yeah. 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 I blame y'all. I just, I didn't want bread before coming out here. And now it's like, I just need things. It's because it's yeah. cold. That's why so you need carbs to actually live. It, it's it, the, I finally got the, like wool socks. They're fucking great. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, it just now started getting cold here. Like we're, we're, we've been in the thirties, so we're now getting cold weather, but yeah. yeah. So to kick off the jujitsu grievances, um, we're going to let our guest, uh, oh, so I, feel like, I feel like David's recording. We've been recording this entire time. Okay. No, I thought this was just a when we yeah. did the intro, we started recording David. That means absolutely nothing because the stream of consciousness is just actually just going off now. Okay. So because this is your thing, we're gonna let you kick this off. Well, no, this is just a collective thing though. No, they're, okay. they're but grievance, you are known for grievances. And for those who like, don't know what grievances is, David, will you introduce them to what this is? Well, no, these are just the things that annoy the ever-loving hell but out. How did though. you how are you inspired to do your grievances every year? Um <laughs> It's like because, December 23rd, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, it is. But no, there's yes, a lot, is. there's lots of things that people do to annoy the crap out of me that normally I let he, slide, slide, slide by. He though. was inspired to do this by um it's Seinfeld Arth- and Festivus. That's yes. Why. What was his character's uh Ben Stiller's dad's Arthur Stiller's yes. character's name? What was his name? You literally well, I mean, he was still Arthur though. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> He's played Arthur in every freaking thing that he's been in. He can do whatever the hell he actually wants to. That is so funny. Anyways, that's where he was inspired to do this every year. Well, so if you're friends with him on Facebook, you are not gifted on December 23rd every year. Me. When I say people are so excited for David's Festivus, because he will put notes in his phone all fucking year for yeah. everything that's pissed him off. You'll We'll do something at the gym and he's like, going on the list and he gets right. out and he adds it to the list so his the one that he releases on facebook every year is a general collective of everything that pisses his him off every but, everything within the world within a certain point but we're gonna focus on jujitsu grievances for the stuff that pisses us off and disappoints us in jujitsu from the year so well, and disclaimer, if anyone doesn't want to listen to us bitch for a minute, because that's the whole point of the episode, skip to the next episode. That's your yeah. disclaimer. But you get the phone. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, David, let's uh, kick off your grievances. Okay, easy. Here's one. And this goes for mixed martial arts, too. People that want to also always complain about not being able to find opponents how much they really want to do this, that, the other, blah, 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 blah. But then they don't actually compete whenever slots are actually open for them to actually compete. 
that and classes, like people complain that they want classes where they're like, I want to do this. I want to do this. And then when you make the class or you have the class, they don't fucking show up. Well, I'm almost fine sometimes with people not showing up to certain classes, because if I teach it and you just didn't actually show up, that's when I go, well, that's not my problem. Once in a blue moon is fine. But the people that are like every single time, but then they sit there and talk about how they wanted that class. Those are the ones I'm talking about. Not the one that it's like shit happens, priority work, family, emergencies, like life. But the yeah, ones that are sitting there like, oh, I need to do this. I'm going to come to your class. Like, you know, the people that are like, oh, I'm going to start jujitsu when I get in shape or like the next thing. And then they never show up. And you're like, I'm never going to see you. But see, with these people, um, half of the time, I personally expect that you're just not going to actually show up and all just because whatever. The competition thing annoys me because what normally actually happens if they were just to say that within private at your gym academy whatever the hell it is that you want to actually classify it as then fine mainly because people there will just roll their eyes and go okay yeah this is like the 18th time that such and such is backed out of like a tournament or doesn't want to take a fight or whatever the problem is though is that they want to go on social media and then people that actually want to big up you for trying to do something that they have not done or that they would not do, et cetera. They will, they will basically feed your ego. So that's the bigger, the, the way, way bigger problem, because no matter what, they're pretty much doing it for a ego, ego boost only. Yeah. And the other people have no, have in general, no, no clue what the hell is actually going on. So they just want to support a friend or a family member or like whatever. So because of that, it's like, oh, well, you know what? You know, next time you'll be in the next tournament or the next fight. Oh, they probably backed out because they're cowards like blah, 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 blah. The reality is, is that no, you pretty much had zero, zero intention of actually competing. But you just want to get the get the attention when you don't deserve attention at all. Yeah. That are the, like, on the flip side of that, the ones that you don't know they're competing until the week of, and they want you to drop everything to help them get ready. And you're like, we've been getting ready for weeks. Where the fuck have you been? Well, this is why I kind of almost want to do what Ryan, what I know Ryan, Ryan Hall, Hall did at least years, years ago. He may still have this as a, uh, he may still have this as a uh, rule. If you're going to do that, then you're not allowed to actually compete. Or if you want to actually compete, cool, but you can't use the school name, though, with you. You're, pre- you're, you're pretty much going in un- unaffiliated. Then. And to stop a whole bunch of people from just deciding last minute just to go out and actively compete, though. All right, Misty, it's your turn. I feel like you – I know a couple that you've been, like, thinking about. Um, it actually kind of piggybacks off of what David said with like the social media thing where people want to go on social media and bitch and complain or whatever. Uh, but it's like how much I, I think social media is kind of convoluted the, I don't want to say, I don't know if it's like the jujitsu community or what it is, but it's like this whole, like. I say like the Instagram blue belt, someone that shows off, they train, 
they'll take a picture, show that they train, but they don't actually train or they go and they compete and they're actually not like good at jujitsu. Yeah. So it's this superficial way it can kind of inflate someone's ego without actually training. I'm thinking of the ones that like influencers have their place. No, no, no. You know, they do because, you know, sometimes it brings traction to jujitsu. Okay. Whatever. What pisses me off. They have a place. They have a place. They legit have a place, David. Trash, man. But okay. Did you say trash? Man. Trash. Anyways, anyways. No, no, no. Because it's literally that term that actually irks me. It's like, if okay, you, so you know, listen, if, so you, got, if you must use that term, listen, your social media so person, we can separate, that, we can separate the influencer versus the athlete, right? Yeah. Okay. It's, so it's, it's different legitimate. for like the top, like the top tier having a social media presence and then influencers, and I do use air quotes where it's they are portraying a side of themselves that is untrue or that is not entirely the truth. And yes, I understand athletes do this to an extent, you know, a lot of highlight reels, but for me, it's the ones on social media that they're posting all of these gold medals, or they do clips of highlights where they look really, really great. And maybe it's like, Hey, I just beat your ass, but you're showing the world. Cause you have a lot of followers that you did really well, but you didn't. Um, or it's the, you didn't have anybody in your weight class. You stepped on a scale, received your gift. And then you went with me in absolute. I beat you. I was your only match of the week, but you're posting on social media, your gold medals. And it's like, you didn't actually win them. Yes. Yes. And, so this is why, and that's why I hate the influencer thing. Period. Yes. You can be an athlete or a celebrity or someone in business or whatever that influences people. You could have sponsored things or something right. to be like, this really That's helps fine. me in training. That's fine. But see that, but we're, we're, we, I think we're all on the same page by this. Like, yes, I think we're literally on the same page. All right. Let me go ahead. Fonts. Let me go ahead and finish this thought here before I get interrupted again. <laughs> when you use that term in general, a lot of people that do it are full of ego, have accomplished nothing, now, create, and are pretty much worthless. Yeah. Now, there are people that are influencers, but what they don't do is go around and call them and call themselves that. Yeah. yeah. They literally just go out and they well, just and do. it's like, one of the person, okay, so like someone from our gym thinks this blue belt is hot and she's got a lot of followers she'll pose that she trains posing her gi and i was like dude like i'm literally into the same competition she's been at and watch her compete i'm like her jujitsu is awful like she loses every time she competes like we're not talking like she gets second place like she literally loses her first matches and he's like i don't care if she's hot and i'm just like okay you know i whatever but actually being able to distinguish them from like a legitimate athlete. So, and one of the reasons I bring it up too, is because in one of the Facebook groups, which is my other grievances, let's. Oh, that's like a whole hour of grievances for me. (laughs) 
some of the grappling groups um, are very annoying. And someone posted in one of them, they were like, who are some inspirational blue belts to follow? And I was like, do black belts? Like, literally, I was like, you mean black belts to follow? Um, so that's where I'm going to like end that thing, but, or that grievance is so, but it, like, yeah, that's where my grievance is with that. And then another one, kids not wearing their shoes when they go to the bathroom or when they run downstairs or how they the play bathroom. by crawling underneath bathroom stalls. Yes. That was, yes. that was a bad day is kids. They need to wear their shoes when they walk off the mats. That's no, no, that's not just kids. That's also ultra adults. There are people that I will literally look at them and go, So, where are your shoes? And then they look at me like I'm speaking Cantonese. And I'm like, We've had this talk 15 times. Why are there no shoes on your feet when you want to actually walk around? Yeah. Makes no sense to me. Yeah. And it's one of those. For me, it's the ones that would fight me on it. Where they would be like, oh, I saw so-and-so. And it's like, well, they're a grown-ass adult that I have also told to put on their shoes. You are not an adult. You do not have a choice. Put your fucking shoes on. <laughs> well, no, just no matter what. If I've, if I've asked you, slash told you something, and this is the annoyance I have with people just in general. If you ask me to do something, I'm going to try to remember that. Every once in a while, maybe there's like a lapse. But let's stop acting like this is the first damn, damn time that you've heard me say this thing again and 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 oh yeah, again. It's like, guys, like, come on now. You're grown. Yeah. You're grown. It's actually at right. Or just things like, hey, if you're going to do this next class, don't have on the same sweaty, sweaty stuff that you actually had because you were out and you were actually just working out you were on the treadmill whatever and people are at like wow this is the first time i'm, I'm actually hearing hearing this here and and it's like do you truly think that your sweat and that your funk is so you know you know fantastic that everyone wants that dripping dripping on them literally during a damn warm-up no they don't be clean <laughs> That and take your stuff out of your bag, because what I've noticed so many people do is that they have nasty, disgusting clothes they put in their bag. And then the few times they do remember fresh clothes, they put them in the same bag. So it still has the same funk. So what some people don't realize is you need to clean your bag just because it's a waterproof pocket doesn't mean shit. It's going to smell like I clean, I clean my duffel bags every other week. Just so they don't smell because I'm so paranoid. Or, and I'm just going to give them a shout out, even though I'm not sponsored by them, Datsu, Datsu Sara. They literally have dirty, dirty bags that are made out of hemp for you to put nasty geese, nasty whatever in there. And then you can put that into your duffel bag and then bam, there's no cross contamination then. Yeah. Beautiful yeah I've bag. got this, uh, it's called Hero Wait. Spray and it's literally for like athletic gear. And it helps deodorize and sanitize everything. So I like, I spray everything down, but it's just, exactly. I see people, they put their stuff in like their trunks and stuff where it's like a hot ass day and it's festering and rotting. And then they put the same clothes back on. Just why? Oh, oh, bacteria growth. And oh, no. I use Lysol. 
like I'll either wipe it out with like a Lysol wipe or spray it out with Lysol and then wipe it out or spray it with like the actual Lysol spray and then just wipe it. It was so funny. Like before I left UFC, Cody was like, here's my card. And I went and bought cans of Lysol because he knew I was cleaning everything just because I was like, I'm not getting anything from anybody. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's do another uh, grievance right here. Um, Bacteria outside of like actually being sick, which we repeated multiple times on this podcast, uh, bacterial, fungal, in fact, and, and fungal infections, when you know you have it and you know multiple people have it, don't come back into the gym. When you don't know you have it. Gym. Yep. When you're aware that you have it, it's been brought to everybody's attention. Don't walk back into the gym till it's gone. Please, like, please don't. And please let everybody know that you had it so everyone's aware or can keep an eye on it. But well, such as ringworm and staph infections. That, and then piggybacking off of that, if you have like a newer student or a younger student who doesn't know what it is, do not, like you can literally pull them aside and be like, hey, you need to go take care of this, go. Like you don't need to sit there and embarrass them in front of everybody. You don't need to shame them just because they don't know. Like yes. this yes. is, it, you can literally just pull them to the side, be like, Hey, go get this checked out. You need to do this, this, and this, and just boot them right out the door. You don't need yeah. to make it a big thing because guess what? Especially for like the younger teens, it's really fucking embarrassing. And then they don't want to come back if they feel like they've yeah. been shamed. They just don't yeah. know. And a lot of it is, it may not even be like cleanliness. It may have been like, they got scratched from equipment and that's how they got it. And they just don't know. You know, yeah. like it, it pisses me off to hear when people are like shamed for this. It's yeah, like, it just, if, if you know, yeah. if you're a grown ass adult and you knowingly came in with it, yeah, hundred percent. I'm going to shame the shit out of you because you know better. But if you didn't and you're like, oh, hey man, like that looks like ringworm. You should probably go get, get it checked out. Then you can be like, oh, cool. Thanks for letting me know. I'm going to be out of the gym for a while. Mm-hmm. Don't shame them for getting an infection. Cause guess what? You're just as likely to get it as well. You know, or the same with staff, like, oh, dude, like that looks like staff. You better go get it checked out. Thanks for letting me know. You know, I'll uh, make sure I'm out of the gym. Cool. Let's let's. Yeah. So here we go. Don't shame people for having these infections. If you have these infections, stay out of the gym till it's cleared up. Exactly. So there we go. So those and don't think you're being cute where it's like, oh, I wore a long sleeve. Oh, I like it's almost gone. Like you're not fucking cute. You're going to be getting shamed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you will get you shamed. You deserve to be shamed. Or yeah. we can burn it with fire, though. Yeah, yeah. If you're being an asshole and coming back to the gym knowing that you have it, and you're just showing up, yeah, then you can be shamed and pointed out and not ridiculed. Though. Well, especially the people that have knowingly done this and they are the ones shaming others when it's like, uh, but weren't you trying to do the same shit? Didn't you actually give it to them? And now you're giving them shit about it. Yeah. People. Okay. People are gross. <laughs> of course I do. Okay. <laughs> well, no, sometimes you also have people that confuse having a certain rank with having integrity yes, and it's like, no, you oh. really have got to actually look at how people actually act and how they actually treat eat, you know, you know, people, especially if it's whoever your lead teacher actually is, because this is why 
you will at times have a cult mentality. And this is this is really across all martial arts period, though. Yes. Yeah, that's a that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, black belt worship. Like, yeah, oh, like there's still shitty black belts. They're shitty yeah. brown belts. They're shitty purple belts. They're shitty blue belts. They're shitty white belts. Why do we all of a sudden think, oh, you were awarded a black belt. You must be an amazing yeah. person. Yeah, having nope. a certain belt or a certain rank, two things doesn't make someone a good person but it also doesn't mean that you're able you're completely invincible either yeah like just because you have on a certain belt color be it anything from blue to black doesn't mean you're completely invincible either so that's another one i want to add on also the mentality that like people don't believe they can learn from their same rank where they think I can only learn from a black belt or somebody above me. I can't learn from anybody beneath, like beneath my rank or at my rank. And like, it's one of those, like one of my favorite people to learn from is a fellow purple belt, you know? So it's why do some people, they're like, you're not my rank or like, you're not a black belt. Obviously you can't teach me. Like, why do we have that mentality? It should be, you can learn anything from anyone to an extent. If if a person can actually teach, then you basically shut up and you actually listen to them. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter because you're not a you are not a subject matter expert on every last thing. Period. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Where's the rest of your grievances? I thought we were actually we're just bouncing bouncing um, around here. This is. <laughs> Okay. I love I love how Misty's always like list them out, David. Like we aren't just gonna keep doing this. <laughs> right. Like you're changing the format up here. So all right. Well, that's what she can we have one. Um Another. either new students or new students to your school feeling like they have to go 110% when it's like you're already 50 to 100 pounds more than me. Why are we doing this bullshit? Where it was like the other night I'm thinking of one where it's like, we were literally both in open guard and they're just trying to pull my hands and wrist lock me from there. Like not even trying to engage me, not even trying to do anything. Literally. Like I had fingerprint bruises from them just trying to grip and just start to pull stupid shit. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to do something technical, I'll respect you for it. But if you literally are like, I just know I'm bigger and stronger. Let me do bullshit. That's when it pisses me off. Well, the people that want to do that, if you want to do that at times, all right. When it gets when it happens to you though by someone that's better, slash stronger, slash bigger, don't say a fucking thing in regards to it. Shut your mouth, male or female, because I'm very equal opportunity in regards to this. Shut your mouth and then you just actually swallow your prod and go, Oh, that's how that felt then. Yeah. Cause there are d- Definitely those that want to sit back and then whine and complain. And just like, oh, you mean like when you roll with this person and this person, and then that's what you did. Oh, no, but that's different. Like, no, 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 you're not special at all. Yeah. And the flip to that as well is the ego a lot of women get too. I think either when they start doing martial arts or they get into this more, and it ties back to my whole invincible thing, like... I know, like, I literally understand that I have the logic of, I cannot beat up a grown man who trains. Mm -hmm. Like I defend myself. I think 
pretty well. I still know that I may not even be invincible against someone who doesn't know what they're doing if they're much larger than me, but I am very well aware of the fact that I cannot just beat up a big guy. Like I know big guys aren't scared of me either. You know, they might be like, Oh, you know, I may be a little bit more technical than them. So they have to be just a little bit careful and watch their technique or whatever. But I know that I can't beat up a grown man. Like I just know that it's there. So one of my grievances is the ego that a lot of women get when they train thinking they can just beat up all these men Mm -hmm. or that men have to just take it easy on them. Or here's another thing. This is going to go into that as well. Women will bitch when men don't want to roll with women, yet women are given the freedom to not roll with men that they don't want to. Does that make sense? I get exactly what you mean. Double standard really quick, because there are men out there given uh, religious reasons, be it maybe they're trying to respect their spouse. Um maybe they're training for certain events. So it's not going to help for them to roll with like another woman. But when women bitch that men don't want to roll with women yet, here we are constantly telling each other like, Hey, you don't have to roll with, um, that guy over there. If these, someone asks you to roll, you are so, um, you are completely, you know, entitled to saying no. So for me, one of my grievances that that double standard out there, um, which I realized that that's blatantly there. Yeah. I think yeah. where I think where mine was coming from was more so of like, we are both already aware you're bigger and stronger. Yeah. So why do we need to roll like that? Where none, neither of us actually benefited from that role. That's yeah. more, that's more of the frustration. It's like, why roll in such a way that we are not both getting something out of it? Yeah. You know, like, like New Year's. Oh, yeah. And I totally didn't mean to be like, no, like you can't just be a guy. No, I think it just kind no, of led it, me to like my other thought of being like, oh, that also helps me bring up this like. Well, okay. Yeah. I'll bring all of this together. Let me actually bring all of this together, period. When there's a size and there's a strength difference too, Respect when you actually have people that have no problem keeping it competitive, but not using their natural attribute advantages here, because there's a big time ego that some people have. And this is men and this is and this is women, women, too. The reality is, is that guys get called on it way more than women. Now, these days, I just don't really care and if you get your feelings hurt. OK, go ahead and get a box of Kleenex, whatever. Um, be cognizant in regards to when people are actually going to go with you a certain way, et cetera. But also, and this is a, this is one of those things that annoys me with some teachers too. I don't give a damn about giving, giving people, people freedom to choose who the hell they want to actually roll with. I want to, I really want to put roles normally within five to 15 pounds of each other. Now I get some, some, some people like you, like both of you know, Manuel, if there's a guy that's 260 pounds in muscle bound, Manuel has no problem going, Hey David, can I, can I, can I go with him? All right, well, fine. You know what? You actually show, yeah, you know, you, you actually chose, chose, chose that, that one though. But otherwise though, I'm going to put you within certain, certain, certain ways, because to me, teachers need to actually realize 
you got to look at this at both men as well as women. You will always have a segment of people. Forget about the BJJ, Kumbaya, it shouldn't be this way. This BJJ culture, whatever, that's all, that's all trash. People are still human. So you will have some people because they have a crappy day or, or it's just their personality. They want to get up on someone. So then they literally want the easiest role. In which case, then your job then is to not give them the easiest role at all and go, oh, so you really want to go with her and you outweigh her by at least 25 pounds. You're one wreck above, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you're not going to go with her now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but David, I really want to go with such and such. Well, I also don't want to actually pay taxes, too. So we so today we both get disappointed. So that's that. Yeah. So instructors, too. You choose what the roles are. Now, if it's an actual open map, it's a little bit different. You know, just set aside what the rules are for the open map. But if it's class time and it's roll time and all, you basically, the students right now are within it, or actually within a benevolent dictatorship that you are actually over, oversee and then run it this way. Because they, be, they will basically just get over it. Yeah. Well, that and then those roles also like they need to happen. So, for example, like Misty is so small, she still needs to roll with these large people because all the different body types move differently and choose like we all choose different techniques. So we benefit from rolling with all of the different body types, but it's like rolling with an awareness that, okay, just because you're 300 fucking pounds doesn't mean that you need to like for example like if I am like a third your weight and you have a head sick kimura on me do you really need to crank it and almost pop my shoulder out no like you shouldn't have to use all that weight um and this but but if you actually do that and then you get paired up with basically a enforcer swallow you know very very slowly and just accept this ass beating that is that is that is essentially coming because mm-hmm. there, there really is the easy way and then there's also the harder way mm-hmm. that for some reason this made me think of it if you are an adult rolling with a child at no point should you be like really trying to submit them and if they get hurt do not fucking justify them getting hurt we had this happen here recently and the guy like the kid got hurt and he was like i was asking him if he was okay if i could keep the submission it was like why the fuck were you submitting this kid he should have been escaping like he should have been on top why weren't you letting him get submissions and escaping like a lot of people don't know how to roll with kids and if you don't know how to roll with them safely just don't roll with them and yeah i agree with that yeah, but see, uh, no, no, no. This is this is letting people off the hook. Are there ever get along? <laughs> are there are there some morons that really, really and truly we should actually question exactly how in the world did their sperm reach their mother's egg? Because obviously they're just completely, completely, completely dumb. Yes. Do we actually hope that they don't actually have children either to actually stop the spread of this moronic thought process? Yes. But if you were to roll with them and you're the higher rank and they're low and you know, and they literally know if I want to tap you out 15 times within this role, unless Jesus actually comes down, 
to actually stop me, you don't have a shot in hell of actually stopping me here. If I don't do that, well, what am I doing? I'm allowing you to work. So if I can actually do that and you recognize this, that means you can do the exact same with children. So saying, oh, well, I just don't really know. Okay, well, then whenever, whenever I put this ass beating on, you know, on you, are you going to actually realize, realize now? Yes or no. So they definitely know. They just want to do what they want to do because, again, as a child, I'm bigger, I'm stronger, I've got more, te- more te- technique. The other blues, the other purples, or whatever, they normally actually tool me. Great, I can actually tool tool somebody somebody here, and you're going to go all out. Again, it's more about their ego. And that's why sometimes their ego just needs to be absolutely positively demolished. Continue on. Oh, no, yeah. Like, I agree 100% with what you're saying. Like, either they don't roll with a kid or they they learn – how to roll kids or people smaller and yeah no I agree with that yeah mainly it's just like teens that have been doing this their entire life and sometimes they're just little shits they're their own category I'm talking about like the between like kids and also like the newer kids and teens and stuff like that that a lot of it is they are so flexible and bendy. Why do you think in tournaments we need to stop things? And we, okay, that's another one. Parents that fight the fucking refs when they stop a match and they just go, oh, but the kid didn't tap. Like they didn't put him out. And it's like, why are you? And then like, I've stopped matches and the kids like, and the parents are fighting with me. And the whole time the kid's like, my arm hurts. And I'm like, you're willing to let your child be hurt or be put to sleep that blows my mind. Why are you fighting the refs that are trying to keep your kids safe because you don't give a fuck? This is the only reason why I stopped refereeing most kids' matches. There was one new breed I think I did a few years ago. I think that was the last one. Because otherwise, there was two two tournaments where I legitimately almost beat the shit out of out of out of out of parents that had no problem letting their eight their eight and nine year old kids arms potentially just get broken and i'm like no no this is not gonna actually happen their coaches came and then and then and then saved them from the ass from from the ass beating so and then and then apologize too i had one fight me that i stopped it because the kid was in a guillotine and they were like i understand stopping it for an arm bar but you stopped it for a choke and i looked at him i was like your kid was crying my kid doesn't cry and like we were all told, hey, if they start crying, we're considering that verbal tap, immediately stop. I was like, okay, kid starts crying, I stop it, and they're fighting me. And I'm like, it was a fully locked in choke that your kid wasn't even attempting to get out of. Why are you fighting me on this? Yeah. That's because you're super nice, which is one of the great, great qualities of you. Whereas me, I have gotten way more jaded because I will be a complete smart ass right there. Because again, the kid's safety matters way more than a parent's ego. Just then. And for any parents out there that want to dis- uh, dis- uh, disagree with me, come and then find me on like roll day. Mm-hmm. Because see, the majority of the parents that want to act this way also are too lazy to even actually try to do like a shrimp on like the mat though. Therefore, know where your place is. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Well, that are- parents like that don't train. You know, 
But what were you saying? Well, I think of that. And then like, say it's like an adult's first white belt competition. And then they try to fight with you. Like if it goes to decision and you make your decision about who won the match or not, and they fight you on it and they think they can bully you into changing it. And it's like, what the fuck is it going to matter? It's their very first white belt competition at a local tournament. Why, like, why are you fighting me on this? Why do we need to get that? Like, I understand really, really shitty decisions and really shitty calls. I get that. But if you don't, if you don't want to like fight, if you don't want it to be left to decision, make sure your competitors don't leave it to decision that they get their points. And then once the decision is made, especially at these local tournaments, don't set a bad example by being like, I, you made the bad call. Like I'm going to talk to the head ref. Um, one thing I will say is that a couple of like the management teams for some of the local tournaments there, they immediately shut that shit down. They're like, I back up my ref. I back up my ref's calls and like kudos to them for standing up for your staff and not letting these people try to bully you into gold medals. Yeah. Well, what happens too, and this is for a lot of coaches out there, out there. So you know what? Yeah, let me, let me, let me, let let me really get into like my back here. A lot of you coaches out there are fucking trash, and this is what I mean by this. You don't even know what the rules are. Then, well, I'm used to like Naga rules. Okay, cool. This is not Naga. This is IBJJF. This is, you know, um, grapplers, grapplers quest. This is whatever know what the rules actually are in fact i remember one time i had one uh coach trying to argue me on like points that were not called and i'm like no dude we are using the most current ibjgf rules here he did not realize that yeah last year they made two different rule changes within certain 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 spots which then changes up how the points are actually awarded so i went you need to actually pay like, like attention. And again, everyone these days, you all have smart, you you all have smart, smart, smartphones. You are on useless crap by like TikTok and whatever all the time. But yet you cannot go to an event site and then look at the freaking rules here. All you got to do is simply simply that because they normally spell out whatever like the newest rule changes are for the upcoming tournament season, blah, 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 blah. And after showing show, showing that to him, both him and his athlete looked like morons, and then they actually thanked me because the Atlanta Open was coming up within about three weeks. And then I went, "Yeah, make sure that whenever that whenever you play the spot that you're doing X Y Z because it does not count the same way now." Mm-hmm. But again, if you were to go and you were to have a kid be in AAU football, basketball, soccer, lacrosse, etc., and it's a very basic as rule. There's no way in hell that your coaching coaching staff, let alone most of your athletes, don't know what those rules are. Yeah. But within BJJ, it is one of the most laid-back competitive sport outlets where essentially you can be a complete lazy bum and then try to actually argue out of a place of ignorance simply because you just didn't want to look up what the rules are. Mm-hmm. Well, that and then nobody, like especially for the like, kids, preteens, teens, nobody wants to dq them but nope. it's and it's like we don't have to give you warnings we don't like we don't have to tell you hey by the way i'm giving a warning for this if they do it again they get dq'd next time nobody wants to actually dq them so like 
I have seen so many matches where it's like the kids trying to do a neck crank and the ref is saying, you can't do that. The coach is literally yelling at the kid. You can't do that. And they continue to do it anyway. And it's like, if you know, your student is like this, why do you allow them to continue to do this? Yeah. Like oh, if, sure. if, you, if you know, they do this dumb shit. Like I've seen a bunch of, like, I saw a bunch of like the teen boys try to do can openers on each other. And would have to be like, you can't do neck cranks. <laughs> Only like the black belts can do neck cranks legally. Like, why are y'all doing this? And like over and over and over again, telling them like, you can't do it. The coach is sitting there yelling at him. You can't do that. And then by the end of it, the coach is like, well, they're going to do what they want to do. And it's like, then don't represent them. Don't let them compete and don't be upset yeah. if I DQ them. Yeah. No, this is where as like a coach, you got to take them, take them aside and go. So what language do you actually speak? Because obviously English is not, is not your first, your first language here. If I say do not do blank, that means don't do it. It does not mean I may take this under consideration here. It means just don't actually do it. And if you get DQ for actually doing it, don't cry and whine about it. And coaches out there literally look at them, male, female, you know, whatever, and go, that's what you get whenever I'm telling you actively to not actually do this here. Mm -hmm. The end. This is called this is called life. There, there is your consequence. Now shut up and then go and cheer on your teammates now. Mm-hmm. basically just really, really enjoy. stop, stop in general, BJJ culture, stop putting up with the whole bu- buffoonery here. Mm-hmm. And don't coddle the kids, especially if like you had a, like a, a bad response to a situation. Don't sit around and tell the kid it's okay. They were just a bad ref or they were just the bad, this, you know, don't sit there and place blame on everybody else. And especially like the adults too, where they're just like, oh, you just had a shitty ref. It wasn't because you were an at, like you did terrible. It was, it wasn't your fault. Like, and then on the flip side, I've seen so many coaches be so intense with kids. Like I saw one that I had this little girl on my mat and she kept losing by a takedown at like the end of every match. Cause it was like a round Robin style. And at one point, I really wish I wasn't in the middle of a match that I could have gone over and just screamed at this, this coach. Cause he is like on his knees, holding on to her. And he's like, do you know why you keep losing? Cause you're not being aggressive and you're letting it go to the end. And if it's ref's decision, you're going to lose every single time. And like screaming in this little girl's face. And it's just like, this isn't what they signed up for. No. Yeah. Well, and the, like, the thing with the tournaments and like, these local small tournaments like honestly it doesn't matter on it really doesn't matter if you want to lose because it's like it's not like they're getting a scholarship for college you know it's not like they're getting shit from this or getting a medal and it's this is an opportunity to really help build confidence build a skill set um even troubleshooting their friends yeah like do something outside of school and all of this so it's like it's one thing where you have the parents raising them but when you have a coach who's putting this pressure on a small child that doesn't need this pressure usually it leads to them quitting especially if they have parents who are cool with them quitting it and being like all right you know Mm -hmm. you didn't like it rather than teaching them how to 
um, do maybe like, what's the word that I'm looking for? Not like emotional intelligence. Um, oh, I can't think about, I can't think of what I'm trying to say, but it's like, mm. you can literally teach children life skills mm. and ways to develop using competitive sports at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, but when a coach is putting this pressure on them or back to the parents putting pressure on their kids to win or, you know, not wanting a ref to stop a match, there's literally no purpose. Cause those, those medals working those small tournaments, those medals aren't worth shit. Like mm-hmm. they're probably worth five bucks, you know? Um, so it just doesn't make any sense to me to put that pressure on a kid or like when we have white belts competing, I always tell them, I'm like, nobody really cares if you win or lose. It's like, we'll be so happy for you. If you win, like, that's a great thing. But if you lose, nobody's going to be disappointed in you. Nobody's going to, you know, think badly. It's a good time to go out there and like test what you've learned this far. See if you even like competing. Like that's what I try to tell them. I'm like, take this pressure off of you. I'm it's like, really more about they should be. How do I actually say this here? It's really more about what is their prep work to actually get there. This is, and this is, this is for adults and kids. Cause I know some would go, but David, you just said earlier though, that people shouldn't be waiting like the week of like, yeah, because you've not put the actual work in. Yeah. One, you should actually earn the right to be sad that you that you personally lost. Secondly, if you were not really actually actively trying to actually compete and you decided in the last minute, how many times were you normally at those competition trainings? How many times were you with someone lifting, doing strength and conditioning work? The answer 99% of the time is you probably were not actually there. Yeah. Therefore in terms of competitive training, you're being a crappy teammate. The oh, end. So, okay. so oh, Misty knows exactly where I'm going with this. So, yeah. so again, for me, if you want to actually compete, it's fine for coaches to be, to be on you at like a certain, a certain aspect, but it needs to actually go back, go back into if you, if you win great, if you lose and it's a close one, that's fine. We can actually accept that because we can just look at we can look at things to actually change up, etc. But when you weren't actively in it, essentially to do the actual prep work to actually try to get stuff get stuff uh, done, okay. Well, if you lost, then that's on you. Yeah. Now the coach does not need to actually land, like really actually just ride, just ride, ride your ass actually too much on it, but it's fine to be upfront on it. And that includes, include, includes kids. Now grabbing a kid and shaking them and all that mess is no. just stupid here, well, but like, you know, but like, again, yeah, though, like, it's like, no, it's like, if you want like, to really actively that are doing competitions for the sake of just doing some competitions as a kid versus the ones that are like, this is their track. And they are going to make a livelihood out of this and being a competitor. And then adults that are like full-time competitors there, there's like, there's levels to it. So it's like, why are you doing this to a kid? Who's probably not going to stay in this their whole life. Yeah. Or the other thing is too, sometimes, most of the time, I don't think kids are not in control of their training. Mm-hmm. It's their, it's taking them to the gym. Their parents are picking them up. It's off of something they can't control 
What they take control of is when they walk into the gym, they're on the mats and being present for their training. Mm -hmm. And as for the adults, and this is also going to lead me into my grievance, even if you want to compete and you lose and you trained really hard, you worked on a game plan, you worked on, um, you know, your second game plan, you, you were there consistently, your jujitsu is going to get better anyways. You know what I mean? Like if you're like, okay, I signed up for, um, pans, my training camp that I'm kind of doing for myself is now here's my schedule. This is what I'm doing. You stick to that schedule. You're consistent in your training. If you lose your jujitsu got better anyways, but if you're signing up for tournaments every, like maybe twice a year and you're only getting ready for the tournament a month out and then your training is off and it's not consistent. You really have to recognize if you were responsible for your training because it's ultimately on you. Mm -hmm. And what that also leads me to, because I think I know you and I are on this page. If you have teammates helping you get ready for a tournament consistently, every time you sign up, your teammates are helping you. But when you in turn are trying to get ready for a tournament and your teammates are not there, then that's a problem. Yeah. Well, it's the people that have the mentality of like, oh, I'm doing this. So you need to drop everything to help me get ready. But then when it's your opportunity to be there for them, you've ghosted, you know, like there's so many where it's like, all right, we have like, or even like, cause we've both been in the circumstance before where we have our own shit going on and we still put it on the back burner to help other people get ready. But then when it comes time to it, we don't have people to help us get ready. Or it's like the people that are like, I did this big competition. So now I'm going to take the rest of the time off, but they're not there to help their other teammates get ready. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that, that's one of my grievances where I'm like, no, because even like with the kids class, I use them as this example. When we started the kids competition training, uh, it was either last year or the year before, Mm -hmm. On Saturdays, we had kids showing up to comp training who weren't even competing. Mm-hmm. They were just there to help their teammates get ready. They were running with them at 9 a.m. in the cold in January with their teammates. Then they were putting their geese on and they were rolling with them. And then they were showing up to the tournament. They had their parents take them to the tournament mm-hmm. so they could watch the other kids and they were cheering for them the entire time. I was like, this is a lesson that many adults need to to see or what they need to learn from. And I like, I had a lot of respect for our kids from doing that. And I still do because I mean, there are times I have to remind them because they get super competitive with each other and it drives me freaking nuts. Cause, and I know adults do the same thing, but like the kids literally like all out, it's a competition always. They're making each other cry. They're getting pissed with each other because they're beating each other. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. If you guys see each other's competition, I'm like, you guys are teammates. Mm-hmm. Like you're not each other's competition. You guys are going to have to get over that quickly. You say that like a lot of adults don't need to learn the same lesson. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, have- I mean, I carry that lesson from adult class into kids class. So it was like when I started teaching kids, I was seeing the stuff that we had going on with the adults or what happens with adults in gyms. And I'm like, you know what? It's going to end with kids class. Like mm-hmm. they're going to stop this shit. So it's like, but, and it's especially for adults. And I'm sorry, I did I cut you off? I'm so sorry. No, 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 you're uh, fine. Especially for adults, those that do not compete, your competition is not in the gym. 
Exactly. Yep. Because the people who compete, they get their outlet. Yep. Don't give a shit. The ones that don't compete, a lot of the times will get get what they need within the gym, meaning that they try to go. I know like we've had some people that they don't compete, but they're like, oh, you are a competitor. So I'm going to go hard as shit with you. It's a fucking Tuesday night. I'm trying to just exist today. Why are you trying to murder me? We don't need to go 110% every single day. Do like top end athletes go 100% every single day? No, that's when you burn out and you crash and you get hurt. So it's Mm -hmm. like, there's a time and place. If you want to bring that energy, go to comp class where we will all match your energy. And that being said, if it's a random fucking Tuesday night and you want to go hard as shit, do not be surprised when people start matching your energy. Yeah. Because that's what they're going to do. Yeah. So when, when you're like, I don't understand why people are going hard as shit. Well, you know, one, you're you're that's also going hard as shit. Yeah. Don't dish it. If you can't take it, like, Oh, pet peeve right now. Do not preface a role being like, I need to go light. I'm feeling bad or I'm hurting or X, Y, Z. And then literally jump on me like a fucking spider monkey and go 110% after you just told me, Hey, I can't, I'm not feeling it today. I can't do this. Don't preface something and then behave completely different. Yeah. Oh yeah. When that happens, tap them out as many times as humanly possible. That's too nice. And then whenever they sit there with their little sad face, go, you went 110%. At the, you wanted me to basically go 35 miles per hour, you got turned up on, is the lesson learned. Yeah. Then, because what always happens, people will always apologize and all, and it's like, that's cool. Now we just actually have the established pecking order in yeah. regards to that, though. Yeah. That's not cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, how long have we been recording for? Almost an hour. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Um, I have nothing at, to add to the grievances. Oh, there's way more to actually add. I was going to say, we could keep going. <laughs> Please. David's turn. I am going to go get a cookie, though. Of yeah. course you are. Um, um, let's see now. Uh, again, most social media as well. Um, for me. I'm, I'm, I'm personally, I'm tired of all the jujitsu people that want to also post the beginning of the Teddy Roosevelt quote about the about about the man in the in the arena. I don't care. Come up with a new fucking quote. It's not the critic who counts. Blah 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 blah. Shut up. Just get your own damn original content. Now mm-hmm. we all don't have to say the same fucking thing. I've been in the game since two thousand three. That shit has been used since the birth of YouTube. By BJ, by BJJ people, just stop it now. Just stop it. You know, maybe you want to get inspired by whatever other songs, lyrics, like whatever. Fun, just come up with something, something else. Because I know that you've went through stuff in life, and now you found BJJ, and now it's empowered you. Blah 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 blah. But, but look, stop, stop with the Teddy Roosevelt quote. That was that was literally over over a hundred plus years ago. He would probably criticize you for being this much of a bitch as it is. So just move on now. Hearing every single match just stand up. I'm so sick of that. 
Also terrible though. <laughs> also, also terrible. With it now. Oh yeah, gear. You know what? Here, hell, gear, gear companies, companies too. And even when you want to have your ambassadors and whatever else, make sure that you actually have stuff with it in stock. Yeah, well, that are like, don't punish the ambassadors when it's in the middle of COVID. You don't have any products, and then you're like, oh, you lose your ambassadorship because you're not making any money. Well, it's like yes. I can't even I can't even buy stuff for myself because you don't have anything. I would I would literally pay to keep my ambassadorship if you had stuff in stock. It's like, why am I being punished when you don't have stuff? Like, I understand like business is business. I fully respect businesses. And that's like another thing how some people are like, and this is probably a bunch of people are gonna get pissed off, how people are like, women aren't getting paid the same. There's not as much stuff in terms of like payouts, or even when you are getting paid, you're not getting paid out the same amount. At the end of the day, it's a business. I respect the business in terms of getting reliable viewership and ticket sales so that they can make their money back. You know, women, while yes, I love everybody getting more opportunities, you have to think that about it on a business aspect where they're losing money if they don't get people to sign up and show up. And girls can be flaky as hell. Can guys be flaky as hell? Yes, but there's a larger pool of guys that they can actually replace them versus the larger pool, of, like a smaller pool of women. Yep. You know, well, that's what a respect people, to business. I think people forget about jujitsu too. Is jujitsu is very business oriented mm-hmm. because you can be a young athlete, but everybody who is a young athlete within jujitsu, I think, eventually learns that they're not going to be that young athletic person forever. So then they start to open up gyms, they do their, their private lessons, they do seminars, they do some sort of format for creating a business. There's a lot of athletes out there. And I think people forget how business oriented jujitsu can be. Mm-hmm. And well, so that, exactly yeah. back to the very first thing David said, where if businesses are willing to take a risk and give especially women these opportunities you got to show up to make it worth it for them to continue risking their finances on you yeah well like why would you be put on some sort of card like any card if you're not going to show up and you're constantly bailing like we've talked about before if women are constantly backing out of super fights um or whatever you know we're not getting as many in competitions why are they going to give us more like like you said why would the opportunity be there if we're not fucking showing up and it's usually the people that are bitching about it the most that are not showing up the way that they should and the ones that really bitch about it the most and then they don't actually show up guess what you're not actually contributing a dime to Mm -hmm. like the like event anyway therefore nobody really gives a damn this is why it doesn't matter how many followers you have blah 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 that stuff's trash well in reality like if you're not going to actually show up and you're not going to generate generate sales Mm -hmm. who cares well and it's like you're gonna see right now i think some main women on constant super fight cards you're gonna see them in every single major fucking tournament because they're showing up and they're gonna put on good jujitsu you're gonna see people Mm -hmm. like uh maisa bastos elizabeth i think the three that the big three want that come to my mind would be maisa bastos elizabeth clay and kendall rusink 
And Maria Mujanek, she's on everything. Yeah. She's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and on the flip side too, promoters understanding that if you ask somebody to come in like over four hours away, they might be coming in alone. So they might not be driving those ticket sales that you wanted because they don't have that population willing to travel. So it's like, don't like, you may not have be able to hold them at that same expectation as somebody who is in that town. Yes. Well, you know what? Let's just get back to the whole business thing. BJJ is not necessarily, oh, your feet. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, BJJ is not necessarily business oriented. What it is is bottom line oriented. Meaning, have I made a profit? Yes or no. The reality is most people within the BJJ, you're absolute shit at business. Mm-hmm. You are. You're just absolute shit within, within within business. You have to actually be way more, way more of like of like a pro. You shouldn't be doing doing events where you're trying to actually match things up last minute. Not necessarily because someone actually backed out, but then you just realize, oh, wait, we got a event next week. Let's try to see if we can get people on and then give them un, un, unrealistic expectations of like, hey, you know what? Well, this guy weighs 160 pounds and I know that you weigh 190, but you know what? Let's go ahead and let's try to get you guys down to like a catch weight. So you're going to lose 20, 25 pounds within like a week. That's yeah. not happening. Mm-hmm. But Sorry. Like reasonable expectations for setting weight matches and if people have agreed at specific weights and they knowingly are at different weights, that's on them at that point. So you shouldn't have huge allowances. It shouldn't be like, all right, you agreed to the, like you agreed to this weight and you're telling them that they need to cut 10 pounds in a night. So on like the first part is you need to be understanding when they come back and say, Hey, I can't do that. Can we do five pounds? That's the promoter. But should the opponent agree to that weight, it is now their responsibility. You know, that's the second part. So that when weigh-ins come in, if they say, I'm going to be at this weight, they sure as hell better be at that weight because it's bullshit. If some people are like two pounds difference, then all of a sudden other people, they're like, oh, fuck the weight. And then they're like 20 pounds difference, but they're still able to have the match. Like they were the ones that actually lost the weight when they agreed to that weight. That's the difference. So it's like, it's twofold. It's before you make the agreement, being able to have that conversation and compromise and then following the agreement, the opponent, like the opponents following through with the agreed weight that they said. So Mm -hmm. now just actually add on, add on to that. Let's look at competitors too, especially when you are, whenever you have more fluff. I don't care if you're male or female. If you want to do super fights and you know that you're way heavier than what you see on most of these super fights, cut weight. And by cut weight, I mean it's time for you to actually clean up, clean up, you know, how you happen to actually be eating. Male, female too. Also, I don't I don't really care about what potential condition you supposedly have blah 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 if you go to any doctor that knows their shit on nutritional science they have no problem problem saying even if you have certain certain types of issues here if you if you change your diet your your diet up within a certain way you can still make certain certain types of weight but it's literally a lifestyle change Mm -hmm. so you cannot yo-yo between 
all right, I'll compete at 165 now, and then I'll be 215 15 pounds like next week, just 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 because I'm pretty much eating Pizza Hut pizza, Taco Bell, blah 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 blah. It's like no, you need to just stay right around this weight here. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how if you work third shift, if you've had multiple kids, etc. And I'm saying this because I, I know men and women that have that have done done both. And they're in amazing, amazing shape. After they actually put on weight, they drop the weight because they know what their proper competition weight is. Then, otherwise, never ever whine and complain that, oh, no, I just can't actually find someone fucking super fight right now. It's like, well, if the next, if the next person down is going to be 40 or 50 pounds like from you, guess what? It's time for you to start cutting weight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And having reasonable expectations for yourself. Mm-hmm. There are those that will actually have these weird ass expectations because they signed up for a super fighter. They signed up for like a tournament. Okay. That's cool. But you're not working out consistently. You're not eating right consistently. You're not showing up to trainings consistently. You're not even willing to even sit down and then watch match footage consistently. It's literally about as dumb as a kid that expects to get an A on their math test on Monday. When they don't do the homework, they don't ask questions in class. They don't what they don't they they never ask questions post class, and they never even actually wind up cracking open like a book to study. But then they get a surprise Pikachu face whenever whenever they whenever they fail the test though. And again, that is way more accepted within society in general. So I blame a whole bunch of society and parents in regards to this for letting this moronic crap actually keep going. But still, you have to be real about the amount of work that you're actually putting in versus what you're not actually putting in. Because whatever work you're not actually putting in, there is a opponent that's actually putting in this work. Mm-hmm. That's why yeah. you, you literally go to tournaments and then you see some people and then they make it look easy. Yeah. Well, the maths don't lie. No. Good. Oh, I'm... I'm tired. <laughs> Wait, is it 10? It's your, it's your 10.09. It's my 8.09. Okay. My brain was like, it's 11 o'clock. <laughs> well, she will be tired, but then she'll stay up for like another, you know, two hours, though. I just want to watch one more episode of Cobra Kai. Not one of the new season. I haven't, I haven't seen it we're in it. I'm not sure how many episodes we have left. Two. We have two episodes left. It's good. That'd be good. It stresses me out and it's cheesy at the same time. It's like so intense and then it's cheesy and then it's like funny and then it's intense again and stresses me out and then I'm like then something will happen. I'm like it's just cheesy as hell. It's like a roller coaster. Well and, and Missy's favorite character <laughs> is Go ahead. Wait, I gotta know this. People are gonna be go like, ahead. "This girl is such a terrible person." Yeah, good. Crease. <laughs> I was like, I told David, I was like, you know what? I like John Crease. The most manipulative asshole on the whole show. He's he's funny. Part of part of part of part of the epitome of toxic masculinity that you could actually realistically say, well, yeah, listen. yeah, Ashley. There's a lot of talks there. Like, like this is one where it's like, he yeah, yeah. Like, he really is a bad, there's bad person. Something, but because I told David, I was like, I'm a dumbass because I would totally be part of like, 
Cobra Kai, maybe like I would have done Miyagi Do and like left and then done Cobra Kai when Kreese took it over. And then I'd be like, I'd be so manipulated by him and Terry Silver. And I like, <laughs> I told David, I was like, I would totally be one of these students who falls <laughs> under their manipulation. So I know, and our listeners are probably like, she's like fucking stupid, but I don't care. <laughs> and John and young, young crease in the eighties was attractive. So don't give me shit. Don't give me shit. But I also like Johnny too. Like I'm not like crease is like the best character. Like I love Johnny, but I feel like she just felt like she had to throw that in rather than she, she actually felt it. She did because she pretty much knows what the backlash is, but you know it's fun. Yeah. No, you are no you. You. Oh, I don't care. Like People can judge me for saying that. that I like Chris. I don't I do. care. I judge. Them. I don't care. I, don't worry. Half those kids on that show are fucking assholes, anyways. Like, <laughs> fuck them kids. Like, that's where I would use that phrase. That's when I want to use this phrase when I'm watching this fucking <laughs> show. Like, these kids are fucking assholes. Like, every single one of them. No. Okay, what? No, except for the new kid. Like, he's literally caused no problems. That's it. I feel like that's every gym. <laughs> like, Daniel's The new daughter, kid causes no problems. Uh, his daughter does something. I'm like, she's such a fucking brat. See, this is what Cobra Cow really, really shows, though. The it shows, no, shows the wisdom of Mr. Miyagi. Because Mr. Miyagi had one student. Because the reality is, here's like another grievance. There's a whole bunch of you at times that have a lot of stuff that's actually going on and you don't want to actually handle it. Miyagi Miyagi never opened up a commercial commercial dojo because he did not want to deal with other people's people shit. He literally took on one only. So I will I will actually give give Crease Crease credit. At least at least Crease has actually, you know, been able to deal with multiple personalities. Yeah, Yeah, because this is what that would be given spoilers. Crease knows how to be selfish, but also manage the kids in his fucking gym. Okay. The other ones though are so like Johnny and Daniel have their bullshit and the kids are doing bullshit, and it's like everyone's a fucking mess on that show so don't judge me for liking the villain yeah so david so again we can judge her from for basically liking the most socio sociopathic person that literally epitomizes what toxic masculinity okay i have reached the time in my life where i'm agreeing with all of like the disney character parents where i'm like why the fuck do you love him? Why would you do that? You've known him for two days. Like I'm at that point in my life. So I feel like I can't say much about this situation. Yes, you can. Yeah. Dude, I literally just yelled at a Christmas movie two days ago because at the end they were like, they took over somebody else's wedding and they were like, we've known each other two days. Let's get married. And I literally screamed oh. at the TV. I Well, I don't know if it's the same Hallmark movie we watched, but listen, I told David, I was like, you know what? If I was in these Hallmark movies, I'd probably be the the bitchy girlfriend who's like, they're going to boarding school because the kids in Hallmark movies irk me to death. I was like, they are so freaking obnoxiously precocious. Like, it's so unnecessary. I'm like, kids are not like this in real life. Like, 
please. Like, I understand why they always want to send him to boarding school. And this is why Misty would be the girlfriend or why to get dumped on one of these movies. For me, it's the sitcoms where they try to give this kid very advanced, like a very advanced script. And then it's just like, you just want to punch him. (laughs) Cause no kid is going to really do that. Yeah. So David thinks I'm this like villainess because I'm always like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? Go with it. Own it. Get your crown. Yes. And the funny thing is people are probably listening and they're like, and she teaches kids class. Yes. He's good at it. Yes. The best fucking kids coach. I'm not like this with the kids class. Except meanwhile, meanwhile, there's me trying to teach women's where I forgot pants. And my first sentence, I literally was about to drop the F-bomb and I was like, wait, is everybody cool with me cussing? Oh. But at least you have clean underwear on. Now, I had so. gee pants. I just didn't have pants pants. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Well, yeah, you still works, even though it's cold, though. So, yeah. <laughs> The whole time I was like, nobody pull my pants. Please, nobody pull my pants now. Please, nobody. <laughs> but it would have been funny. Yeah. Okay, we've gotten off track. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm done with my grievances. And this is what? How long has this episode been? Long. Okay. So they probably had enough of us bitching about everything in jujitsu, but we still love it. Hopefully, they we- haven't gotten to the points where I talk about no pants. <laughs> That'd be ideal. <laughs> And like I said, we'll do an episode where we catch up for those who care about what we've been up to. As we've stated before, we're going to release episodes when we have content. Yeah. And I know this may, some people are like, is this really should have been released? But we'll release episodes when we have legit content rather than just releasing episodes for the sake of episodes. Thank you everybody who has been patient with us and who is still listening and enjoying our catchy intro. Yes. And you can follow us probably follow us on our personal instagrams right now until we get the black boulder bust one i get access to that again but um (laughs) oh my phone broke and i had to get instagram and log into everything it was like i I don't know we'll we'll figure it out out what misty does and then keely is at keely mccarty you can kind of uh catch up with us on instagram and then we'll release another episode, but the schedule for the year is probably going to be new episodes every Wednesdays. We're going to try and record as much as possible, keep you all updated. But again, we thank you for the support. Thank you for listening. Thank you, David, for tolerating us and all of our bullshit. Well, I tolerate the world in general. Yeah. If I ever win the lottery, then then basically my patience is done, though. Yeah. <laughs> come on lottery all right let's go all right everybody have a good night or good day whenever you're whatever it is when you're listening to this all right bye everyone see you later